0: Hi, I'm Edward Sri, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. This week, the Catholic Church celebrates the feast of the great St. Augustine. I think many of us might be familiar with his conversion story, but how many of you are familiar with his second conversion? I think many of us know about that first conversion. He lived a wild life. He left home. He left his mom in tears. He went to Rome and gave himself to a decadent lifestyle, giving himself to the lusts of the flesh and to the pleasures of this world and the riches and power and influence and fame and fortune. Augustine had it all according to the standards of this world. But his heart was restless until it rested in God. And God found him again. God drew him back. And in that dramatic moment in his life, he returns to Jesus Christ in the Catholic Church. I think many people know about the conversion, the first conversion of St. Augustine. But are you familiar with the second conversion of Augustine? I think that second conversion is actually more meaningful for our day-to-day lives, our own struggles as disciples of Jesus today, I think he offers a lot of encouragement for us, you know, us souls who are kind of still works in progress. You know, many of us have had a first conversion, maybe in our adult life in college or young adult years, or maybe it was when we started a family where our faith became more important. We made Jesus a priority. We wanted to grow in prayer and virtue and holiness, but we notice we still fall short many times. Our prayer life isn't that spectacular. It's often pretty dry and We still struggle with some of the same old sins and and we're losing that enthusiasm we had early in our faith journey. We don't have that same zeal and devotion maybe and what's going on? And we can get a little worried, a little discouraged. And Augustine's second conversion reminds us that conversion itself is just a beginning point. It's not like an end to the complexity and chaos of the human experience. It's really an entry into a more complex, confused world. (laughs) I mean, think about it. You know, before we made Christ and our Catholic faith the center of our lives, in a sense, life was pretty simple. You know, you just follow your passions, you, you give in to your desires, you do what you want, and you don't really notice anything. It's only after our conversion when we start striving after something higher, some higher standards in life, or trying to follow Jesus, that we notice the struggle. You know that our, our weaknesses pull us down, and uh, our, our vices pull us down, and 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 we stumble and we fall short, and we can get easily frustrated with ourselves. Augustine's second conversion reminds us we don't become saints overnight. That we may not be perfect. We may be far from perfect. But we're still chosen and we're works in progress. And it's about being faithful to that process of ongoing conversion, that process of relying more on God that we become ever more changed and conformed to Jesus Christ. It's that second conversion of Augustine I want to share with you today and how he discovered this deeper reliance on God. And that's what brought about him becoming a great saint. Welcome. To all things Catholic, I'm your host Edward Sri, and great to have you with us today. I I was praying for you all earlier today, and um, you know the, every once in a while I'll I'll go look on Apple Podcasts and see you know if people have. You've written any reviews on the show, and a number of people did over the summer, and I want to thank you all for doing that. But there was one review that that really stood out to me, and I I really want to just thank Casey for writing this. Uh, It was very moving. It really meant a lot to me. It was so encouraging to know that the show makes a difference. So I I want to share this with all of you. Uh, Casey said, I've been looking for ways to enhance my faith life. I'm good at thinking about these sorts of things, but not actually good at having a plan to do them. On a whim, I searched for a Catholic podcast one evening to listen to on a walk. From the bottom of my heart, I feel that since I started listening a few weeks ago, my faith life has changed for the better. The content is absolutely excellent. I get chills. Sometimes I tear up. I feel like my faith has never been stronger. I'm learning so much and truly feel like my relationship with God is better because of this podcast. Thank you, Dr. Sree. Thank you, Casey. I'm so humbled. Uh, I have to tell you, I, I I teared up when I first saw this and uh, it really meant a lot to me just knowing that the, the show makes a difference and is helping you and, and others uh, in their walk with the Lord. That's what this is really all about. So I just want to really thank you for taking the time. Uh, Casey says in her review, I never write reviews. <laughs> she never does this. So uh, I, I want to encourage all of if you're that, if you're like Casey and you never write reviews, I want to encourage you. If you if you enjoy this podcast, if you get a lot out of it, if it blesses you, and you think it would bless other people, if you would mind taking time to write a review on it, uh, I know from what I'm told that. The more positive reviews there are for a podcast show, the, the more it gets out there and it'll it'll bump up in the ratings and help touch other souls. And so if, if, if you would be like Casey and be willing to share uh, what, what you've appreciated about the podcast, that means a lot to me and, and hopefully it'll get out and bless other people uh, more. So thanks to Casey and thanks for all of you who've already written podcast uh, uh, reviews for me. Thanks so much for doing that. But let, let's turn back to Augustine here. Uh, you know, So Augustine's Feast is coming up here this week. And when I think about Augustine, I think about the two great mysteries of our faith. If you had to think about, there, there's in the spiritual life, that is, there's the ascent, our ascent up to God, the idea that we little tiny human beings... Become transformed. We become sanctified, or as the Catholic Church says, we become deified, divinized, uh, transformed by the very life of God as Christ's Spirit changes us into Christ's likeness. So that's the idea of the ascent: that we we are changed, we become like God. But then there's the other mystery of God's descent: God coming down to us, coming down and meeting us. In our weakness, in our sinfulness, that even though we were sinners, God came down and he gave his only beloved son for us. You know, that's the mystery. The mystery of the descent came first and it has a certain primacy, at least in order. And and I think that's the mystery that Augustine comes to appreciate at a profound level in his second conversion. You see, early in Augustine's life, he, he would have emphasized the idea of ascent. I mean, this was a man that was very, you know, intense, you know, and he, he just wanted to do the best he could at everything he did. He once said this, he is, give me a man who carves away at his own spirit. You know, the idea of carving away at yourself, at your bad habits, at, at your vices, and, and, and you can, if you just carve away at your weaknesses, work really hard, you can make that journey up to God, the ascent. But in that view, there's really not much room for grace, not much room for God's healing in our lives, not much room for relying on God. It's much more about self-will. Augustine later in life became humbled and he became more aware of the mystery of the descent the mystery of God coming down to earth, God coming down into our earthliness <laughs> into our weakness, into our sinfulness, into our wounds and uh, our messiness in life. Augustine writes about how he used to criticize priests you know he'd he 'd hear a priest give a homily and say, "Oh, that was a really bad homily, or he 'd notice their faults, he'd notice their weaknesses or they 're not good enough, and he, he would complain about those priests often in his head and sometimes out loud. But he complained about them before he himself became a priest. (laughs) And he said later, But the Lord mocked me and showed me by my own experience who I really am. I think that's the case with us, that we could be like Augustine. You know, if we don't really appreciate the mystery of the descent of God coming into our weakness, into our frailty, we can be really impatient with the people around us. I can be impatient with my spouse, with my kids with my boss, with my coworkers, how come they don't get it? How come they're like this? Or they don't know what they're doing and they always act this way. If I have kind of like that kind of attitude, a critical attitude, either whether I say it out loud or I'm just saying it in my head, (laughs) that's usually a sign that maybe I'm like early Augustine, the Augustine that's more about self-will, the Augustine that's more about I can do this, I haven't really come to terms with how I can't do this <laughs> and how weak I really am. I want to share with you a dramatic moment in Augustine's life, and this relates to his second conversion. Um, you know, His second conversion is kind of a, a, a whole kind of season in his life, if you will. But I want to share with you one story that captures something of it. It was when he returned to Carthage in North Africa. Uh, he was from North Africa originally, and he comes back to Carthage as their bishop. And it's one it's when, it's when of the first times he's addressing all of the people there. And I, I want you just to, just to picture this. To imagine if you were one of the people in Carthage, and let's say you knew Augustine. You know, you knew Augustine was pretty famous, and maybe you grew up with Augustine. You remember him with all those girls <laughs> and what he did and his, all his sexual sins. You remember him, you know, being very proud and vain. You remember his decadent lifestyle. Uh, you remember how many tears he caused his mother to shed. And then this guy is coming back now, as your bishop, <laughs> I remember Augustine. We went to Carthage High School together, or whatever you know. You know, we used to hang out at the Carthage bars together, and he's our bishop now. I mean, just 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 picture that scene. Augustine comes back, and the first time he's addressing the people, he says this: "When I was last here, I lived a wild life. I'd like to say to you that is all passed away." but every day, it's a struggle. Wow. <laughs> what, what a moment that is. Like when Augustine says, yeah, when I was last here, I lived a wild life. And you're all going, yep, <laughs> we remember that. And we remember that old Augustine. Uh, it, but then when he says, I'd like to say to you that that's all passed away. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he's a bishop now. He had that big conversion in Rome and yeah. And you know, he's a really holy man now, but that's not what Augustine says. Augustine acknowledges, he says, you know, every day I still struggle. Yes, I've, I've converted. Yes, Jesus is the center of my life. Yes, I've become a, a priest and a bishop, and, uh, but I still struggle with a lot of sins. And he goes on to say this, whoever thinks he can do it on his own doesn't understand himself or him whom he seeks this touches on gives us a little window into that second conversion of augustine augustine yes converted that first time gave up his sins and wanted to follow jesus and that was beautiful but it was a process for him learning to rely ever more on god that his his life as a disciple of jesus as a christian couldn't be just about carving away at himself carving away at his weaknesses just getting more willpower it was a process of learning i'm really weak and I need to rely on grace. You know, he, he, he talks about this. He writes about in book 10 of his confessions about how he's still lured by the pleasures of this world. And, and it's, it's a constant battle. He says, God, I, I am sick and you are the physician. I need you. Uh, I, I'm still battling. And he, he talks about struggling with lust and sensuality that, that's, that hasn't gone away. He lived a really decadent life you know, giving himself into all these sexual sins. And there was real improvement. He writes about, you know, this is later in life in book 10 of the the confessions. He writes about how he doesn't fornicate anymore. (laughs) So he's not, he's not struggling with that sin anymore, but he still has in his memory images from the past. And sometimes those images come up and he's provoked in his sleep. And and, and, and he has a struggle with lust still. He says, I'm still troubled by this kind of evil. So again, there's there's marked improvement, real improvement there. He's no longer going and sleeping around. That's a really good thing. And yet he's still struggling with lustful thoughts, lustful fantasies. He's, He's working on it. He's trying, but it's not as if he had this conversion and now he loves Jesus, receives communion every day, and then boom, he doesn't struggle with lust anymore. We need to remember this, that just because we have conversion, just because we frequent the sacraments doesn't mean our old battles completely go away. Hopefully we make improvement. Hopefully we aren't falling into mortal sin, but there's still struggle. Same thing with food and drink. He used to give in to the mortal sin of drunkenness. He used to get drunk a lot. You know, and, and now he, he admits, you know, okay, I, I, I don't get drunk, but I, I eat too much sometimes. <laughs> I struggle daily against greed with food and drink. So he still has certain kind of sins in the realm of gluttony you know where he eats too much or he, he thinks about food too much it's not as if all of a sudden he just you know becomes this great mag- magical saint in an instant and and he doesn't struggle with these things same things with you know he used to be so fascinated by you know possessions and wealth and having a lot of nice things and he writes about now i'm trying to live a simpler life you know and have my spirit raised up to you god and not be attached to the good delightful things of this world but Beautiful, worldly things still attract me, various luxuries and clothes and shoes and potteries and pictures. And he says, I I still get caught up with the toils of this world's beauty. And I, I think we can relate to that. We all know that, you know, money and wealth and having a big house and a nice car doesn't satisfy everything, but some of us still struggle. We're too attached to having nice things. And we still struggle. He, he writes about pride and vanity uh, and that, and that he, he used to be very proud and very vain. And, and he was, you know, a pretty famous guy and really well-known in, in the empire of Rome. And he, he's, he's grown in that, but he still notices that he's, he's too worried about what other people think of him. He still wants the praise of men. He wants good public approval ratings. He's worried about what people think. And he knows that that's still a struggle. You see, so Augustine, he's struggling with lust. He's struggling with pride. He's struggling with vanity, struggling with attachment to the good things of this world. And he says, day after day without ceasing, these temptations put us to the test, O Lord. It's an ongoing struggle. We don't become perfect overnight. We may feel like we're far from perfect, but are we learning in the process like Augustine is? This is the key, what Augustine is learning is that it's not about just, oh, I, I say I love Jesus, I become orthodox, I accept all of the truths, and then I go frequent the sacraments, I start a prayer life and I go after my sins. We, we need to do all that. But in the process, we realize just how dependent we really are on God. And that's what Augustine learned in his second conversion. He learned the first conversion isn't enough. That, that he needs God And it's that very process of learning how much I need God. That's the second conversion. And how much I need to really rely on him. I need him to heal me. And the more I realize just how little I am, how weak I really am, how much I need his help, that that's that's the beautiful thing that then my life can be carried by him instead of trying to carry it myself, trying to carve out my weaknesses, It's the mystery of the descent, God coming and meeting me down in my lowliness. Here's a quote I want to leave you with from Augustine that gets right to the heart of this. He writes about this. And again, this is book 10 in his confessions. He says, it is not as though I do not suffer wounds. So here he is, the bishop, you know, this great church leader. He's written many theological works, you know, famous conversion, he still suffers many wounds, many sins in his life. He says, it's not as though I do not suffer wounds, oh Lord, but I feel rather that you heal them over and over again. That's what the second conversion is all about. That's the real authentic path to holiness. Isn't about I got enough willpower and I resisted all those sins. No, it's about, really coming in tune with the deep profound wounds we all have and then turning to Jesus with them and saying lord you need to heal this you need to heal it not just today not just this week not just this month not just this year you're going to heal me over and over and over again i i think about you know my marriage with my wonderful wife beth you know we've been married 21 years and there is certain patterns and the, our relationship, you know, where things that maybe I brought into the relationship, she brought into the relationship, certain patterns of relating to others and uh, different wounds that we bring in and different dysfunctions like any marriage, right? It's, so marriage is very messy like that. And I might be aware of certain patterns I have in the way I interact with others. And, and there's certain things that I know could set Beth off. And I'm not in trying to do it, but I know that it doesn't, or I know it like the way I respond to something may, may not be the best approach. And I'm aware of it. And Beth and I talk about it and I bring it to confession. And, you know, I, I notice I, I do get better over the years, I think. And, and, and I do uh, become more aware, but I still struggle. And i and I'll, and I'll, I'll do the same thing I did 10 years ago. And I go, why did I say it that way? Why did I do it like that? and I can feel like Augustine. I say, it's not as though I don't suffer wounds. I still have these wounds, but Jesus, I need you to keep healing them over and over again. And I realize, for the sake of my marriage, and this is just one example. I mean, I think about my kids. I think about my own, just, just for my friendship with Jesus. I need Jesus to heal these wounds over and over again. Do you take your wounds to Jesus? Are you aware of those wounds? Let's close with this. Think about First of all, practical, how do you apply this message from Augustine in his second conversion to your life? The first thing is patience with yourself and to remember that the first conversion is not enough. The second conversion is all about learning to rely on God evermore. But I can't just say, oh, I'm going to rely on God. The only way I really come to rely on God is when, second. Is the second point is when I realize how Weak, I really am. How deep my wounds really are. How deep my vices and bad habits really are. When I really feel I I can't change. I've been trying. I've been working on this, and I, I like Augustine. Maybe I've noticed a, a, some improvement in some areas, but the deep roots are still there. Wow, how come they're not there? And I'm embarrassed about them, and I'm I'm upset about them. I'm frustrated about them. You know, when I start experiencing that, that's when then the, the, I'm I'm aware of the truth of my weakness. Then thirdly. I can take that weakness to the Lord. I take that weakness to the Lord and I, I, I tell him like Augustine, I need you to heal them over and over again. And then expect that process of healing to not just happen just by you listening to this podcast or going to adoration tomorrow or uh, going on some great retreat next week. It's oftentimes these deep roots of our sins will take a lifetime. But as Jesus heals us over and over and over again, that's the real pathway ultimately for us to be with him and with all those we love in heaven. That's the true pathway to happiness, the mystery of the descent. So, so much. I I wish more we could get into here. I hope this helps you enter into this week, sharing a little wisdom from the great St. Augustine in his own life experience. Uh, Reminder, if you have not been able to write a review, I want to encourage you, if you could take some time uh, to write a review of the podcast, that'll help get it out to more people and touch more souls. I'd greatly appreciate it. And as always, you can always reach me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or you can go to my website at edwardsri.com. That's edwardsri.com. God bless.